Folks, I want to welcome you all to On the Edge with K.A. Owens. I'm K.A. Owens, and we're broadcasting from the top of the Habern Building in Louisville, Kentucky. This is Forward Radio, WFMP-LP, Louisville. Uh, it broadcasts live on 106.5 FM. Uh, well, actually, most of the shows are pre-recorded, but that's where you can hear it in real time. We also, uh, it's live streaming. So if you go to forwardradio.org um, and click on a button, you can listen to us um, anywhere in the city, anywhere in the state, anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world. And also, if you're inter- interested in our past shows or podcasts and, podcasts and archives uh, on Forward Radio as well, you click on that button and you can listen to our old shows, uh, you know, 12 midnight if you want to, 6 o'clock in the morning. It doesn't matter. So, again, I'm K.A. Owens, and you're listening to On the Edge with K.A. Owens. And we've got a guest today, Malcolm Sanders. Uh, Malcolm is a man of many parts. Uh, he does uh, audio and video production, usually working with youth, works with a variety of youth programs, educational programs, so on and so forth. So, Malcolm, uh, uh, so how did you get to be Malcolm Sanders? Tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell the folks what happened. Are we live on the earth? <laughs> Let me go ahead. Yes, uh, we are recording. Well, I got to be who I am, Malcolm Sanders. I created a a nonprofit called Culture University Educational Program. Culture University Educational Program was an idea that I had got from uh, my church, uh, what I was attending. I, I was looking around uh, the Louisville and see what the issues and problems were, especially within our community. Uh, what what the people needed. So I created Culture University Educational Program. So when I graduated from uh, University of Louisville, I presented it to the president of Jefferson Community and Technical College. Back then it was JCC. It was in 2005. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I submitted the, uh, what I wanted to do. I said, if you trying to hire me, you know, they try to hire more African-American teachers at, at JCC at that point in time. And they wanted uh, me uh, to come on board. So I, I, I submitted them something. I said, well, if you want me to come on board, I'm going to submit uh, my culture university educational program with you as well, which is a free workshop program for the general community, which is business and economics, real estate, home ownership and investment. Computer technology. This was back in 2005, y'all. This, so this is 2022, but this was back in 2005. So I've kind of seen the future of what I think everybody would need. Then I put together a mentor on a youth program. So they said, so we had a several meetings. So we came to a agreement to have the program on Fridays and Saturdays when it was less students on campus. So. So we got to use the computer room where we taught computer technology back in 2005. A lot of things, what everybody's doing now. And also, we, I want to put the three key essentials I think everybody would need, you know, without even uh, uh, going to college. Because a lot of people we was talking about was low income, people, people that uh, probably wasn't going to go to college unless you just put together these workshops. So I put together home ownership and real estate so people can invest in real estate and people who's looking for a home, they can go into a home. So I got together professionals and we all got together uh, and put together Culture University. So 
and our classes were uh, from 2005 to 2009 at Jefferson Community and Technical College, what y'all called Jefferson Community Technical College, name was JCC, before they actually start changing their name back in 2006, seven around that time, but we, before that was still JCC. So once we did the workshops there, it was very successful. So I wanted to create a, what you call a, a radio show as well. And then I got with KET, and we created a, a small TV show as well uh, when I was start working at a Presbyterian Community Center. So we put together um, our uh, workshops for the kids, which is called Money Matters. We put together a TV show with KET. We put together a show for a, a, a radio show, what we submitted. And then also we work with Wave 3 as well. So we put uh, Wave 3 and, and B96.5 as well to put together uh, workshops and and uh, different things for the kids where they can come on and express their opinion and have a voice as well called Young People of the Ville. And they, uh, then I start doing uh, what you call workshops with the library. Not only workshops, but talk shows with the library specifically geared towards you. What we was talking about violence or what we was talking about uh, sexual education or what we was talking about what's going on in the community for pertaining to youth, so to speak. And... Uh, and me, uh, I, I always had a love for the community as well. So that's when I started hooking up with the likes of Christopher 2X and Shamika Parrish and, and Attica Scott. And when I first met Attica, uh, she, uh, she ran a program which was right next to Christopher 2X, which was on 18th and Broadway, 18th and Muhammad Ali, not Broadway, but 18th and Muhammad Ali. So I kind of hooked up with both of them. And at that time, they was like activists like I was in the community and and doing things, and that's also where I connected with you a lot, because you was with the Kentucky Alliance, because Shirley Mormon was one of my students in the program, so she was with uh, 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 Kentucky Alliance, mm -hmm. and then she introduced me and brought a, a lady up to my office up here at JCC, and it was Shamika Parrish. Okay. She said, this is Shamika Parrish, and because Shamika was uh, coming from Cincinnati, mm -hmm. and she was like, uh, our kids was little. They all big now, and got mm -hmm. kids of their own, but they was little, and she, and she said, this is Shamika Parrish, and Shamika Parrish said, would you like to work with us at uh, and bring some things down, Kentucky Alliance? Then I, I was already hooked up with the likes of Bud Dorsey, who, who, who passed away a couple of years ago, uh, and uh, he used to come and be, actually be uh, since you know, the, some of the TV stations and radio stations didn't want to actually come and tape it uh, or me doing things with the kids, Bud would come with the Louisville Defender and take a lot of pictures, and he would kind of be my eyes and ears and, and do the pictures on his uh, Facebook. And then also every now and then the Louisville Defender would actually run some of our pictures in the paper. So we, we, did a, uh, we, we were doing a lot so to speak, with Bud, and then a Wave 3 came on the board. Once I objected, they said, would you like to do just PSAs? I would say, well, it'll be fine. And then B96.5 let me do PSAs until they didn't want to actually do it anymore. But Wave 3 stuck with me, which was, uh, and then they put us with Don G, and then we did a lot of PSAs with the kids pertaining to whatever they want to talk about because a lot of kids wanted to talk about police brutality. They wanted to talk about uh, education, you know, not just education, but how could they get re-educated? 
You know, sometimes you can get your ABCs and one, two, threes, but you, well, it's much more deeper than that. You know, we want them to teach stuff that actually wasn't, the schools wasn't teaching them. The school's not teaching this so well. This is what we'll teach. Like financial, money matters. Money matters is probably one of my most famous and most popular class with the youth from ages 5 all the way to 21. And, and it was presented, uh, and I present uh, the curriculum to Edwin Fox, and he was a financial advisor. And I said, how would you like to do uh, money matters with our youth, so to speak? And, then, and it started getting real popular. We started doing it at Mazik, where I taught at. We start doing it at all the community centers, and we just and, and everybody still want us to keep doing it, doing it. Get money and money matters. It's a financial, and it's all dealing with all about money and and the, and the issues of money and how the kids can maybe open up their own businesses and you know. And I I, I said this should be actually be one of the curriculums in the school, like mathematics or something like they should be because everything we deal with right now is money or some got something to do with money. So I think that should be a curriculum in school in general. And I was trying to get Justin County Public Schools to do it uh, as well. But we did a series of workshops, and, and we did it in the churches. We did it in the community centers, and also we did it for Justin County Public Schools, where, where I was located at. And it was one of the most popular things right now. Even to this day, it's still a more popular Money Matters is. Because actually, we give money to the kids that answer the questions what we give them within the workshop, so to speak. So, so it's, it's be real good on that nature. So, and also uh, me, when we doing with uh, Culture University, so I start expanding Culture University to uh, more of uh, trying to take it to the churches, try to take it to the uh, uh, not only just JCC, just take it uh, everywhere. And, and and then so once we start, start taking it everywhere, I think a lot of people jumped on board, uh, so to speak, and, and wanted to know more what we was doing and, and, and doing different things. And then I went back. It goes as far back. One of my biggest supporters was the late, great uh, Lewis Coleman. Lewis used to be – Lewis used to come at JCC and uh, – at, Reverend at Lewis Coleman. Yes, so, yes, Reverend Lewis Coleman, outstanding figure. Uh, going back to Brett Dorsey, fantastic, uh, a long-time photographer, the Louisville Defender newspaper, passed away. Keep going, Malcolm. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then we also, uh, uh, we uh, uh, when, I, when I contacted Lewis, I said, Lewis, would you want to come and speak to the graduation? <laughs> and, and, it, and you got to look at it. This was way back in 2007, 6 and 7. Uh, that's way before Lewis Coleman passed away. He was like a big advocate. Uh, a big fan of it because we was going straight to the community and actually they didn't sugarcoat us down anything because we got to teach uh, 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 teach it all the way without anybody interfering of what we we should not teach and what we should teach and we'll put a kind of like a leash on us so to speak mm -hmm. and JCC let me do it without putting a, a, a leash on me and so, I think that's why so, Lewis liked it. So Reverend Lewis Coleman was a very well known civil rights activist here in Louisville he was pastor of First Congregational Methodist Church, and he was also executive director of the Justice Resource Center. So keep keep going. Yeah, uh, and Lewis came up to me and he, he said, uh, uh, how, "How about uh, we go do it? Even uh, uh, he said, would you like to do it in other cities and different things?" And but right before Lewis passed away, we 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 couldn't get the curriculum to start doing it in other cities. 
So it kind of like froze me because Lewis knew a, a lot of people, prominent people in, in, the, in the community. And I, and, I, and I asked him, and he came to me and said, you ought to do it not outside of Louisville as well because it's real successful here. And a lot of people was getting businesses and a lot of people were investing in real estate. And these people actually didn't have any money at all. So I got the professionals in, like Junior Bridgman even came. I, the late, great Ollie Trotman. Mm-hmm. He he was he was one of our speakers. Uh, so Doctor Ottawale Trotman, a fantastic figure who's passed on. Doctor Trotman started off with a PE degree, went on to get a medical degree. He was the health director for the city of Louisville. Really, the African American man, uh, Mayor Abramson brought in several outstanding African African Americans during those days. Uh, brought in uh, uh, Chief Robert White to run the police department and. Uh, and Dr. Ottawale Troutman to uh, run the health department. Dr. Troutman was the first person I ever heard that really explained the linkages between race and economics and health. Uh, you know, so he's the first person to explain it in a way that uh, people could un- understand it. Fantastic figures passed on. Yeah, how met Ottawale Troutman. And I, 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 he was at one of the, uh, uh, the events at the uh, Actors Theater. And I asked him, I said, would you like to come and speak on the health disparities in West Louisville and health disparities in the, in, in, within the black community here in Louisville? And he said, sure. And then he, he came and he presented a fantastic. Uh, and first he asked me, he said, what you all want me to really talk about? I said, man, just... It, this is a class you can, uh, I mean, the, the, tell them realistic. And then I was sitting down there, and he, he done it into a perspective, a historical spec perspective of, of how things got started in the West End and what's the health disparities from West Louisville and East Louisville and what the air quality was. And he was saying, he, he, was, he was talking a, a good a workshop, and, and, and that's how me and him met, uh, and me and him did a great workshop. And then also we had Junior Bridgman, which is a, and also Daryl Griffith. Daryl Griffith was one of our biggest supporters. Uh, he uh, uh, funded the program uh, through his Daryl Griffith Foundation, uh, and, and, and and that was spectacular. Without without anybody even seeing him, he he, he still funded it uh, through his Daryl Griffith Foundation. So. And then I met uh, 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 Master P, and, and then but I never did get to do anything with him because he was beginning to come to Louisville. But uh, I, uh, then I also met uh, Attica Scott when Attica I invited her on a, 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 a to come and speak, and, but she was doing actually. Uh, I, I wonder if you know uh, uh, Mr. K A or she will. Uh, how you know uh, uh, Attica Scott? Well, I remember when Attica um, uh, was uh, the organizer for Jobs with Justice, Mm -hmm. and she was so outstanding. Not only was she a good labor organizer, she understood the relationship between all the issues, and uh, very impressive, very impressive. And then, of course, she started running for office, and of course, on this station, we don't uh, endorse candidates or political parties, but uh, as I I recall... uh, she ran for school board first, and uh, and then uh, didn't uh, didn't win. Then she uh, 
got a, um, I think it was a fill-in, uh, was it a fill-in spot on it? But anyway, she was on the Metro Council, then she went from Metro Council to uh, State House. Outstanding on all the issues, uh, understood the relationship between the issues, uh, and uh, uh, of course, when uh, Breonna Taylor situation came along, she really uh, uh, understood that she needed to be there at Six and Jefferson. Fantastic I- individual, one of the best individuals Louisville's produced in the past twenty years, really. Right, exactly. Uh, and I met her through jobs with justice. She was just in an office next to my uncle. <laughs> my uncle had an uh, 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 institute right next to hers, and I was going visiting my uncle, and, I, and I, that's how I met her. And then, then, then she had an office right next to Christopher Two X. The game changers, and and everybody was all up there on one floor, so it was it was just uh, not not much difficult to get get them uh, get into it with them, you know, about our activism. Then when I was out U of L, I met Miss Kate Fossil, mm-hmm. and she said I'm going to write a book on Ann Brayton. She said, would you like to look at it before it comes out? You know, me, me and her were doing a lot of things. Uh, uh, well, women's and gender studies on on the campus. Mm-hmm. Her and also Amber uh, Amber too as well. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think Amber runs. Is she still with ACLU? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I was uh, And uh, Amber was the secretary. And I was saying, I asked Miss Kate Boss. I said, Who is the young lady right there? And and, and that's how I got to meet Amber, who wrote, who's uh, with ACLU as well. And uh, and and I met Miss Kate Fawson, and we got to, uh, I got to actually read the book before it came out on Ann Brayton, mm-hmm. and because it was the Ann Brayton Institute, so I became a regular up there, and right next to it, it they had the Muhammad Ali Institute, so they had a lot of good social uh, 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 activism on, on the second floor of the library on the University of Louisville's campus, and you know, I was just getting involved with everybody, and I, I did actually just ran in to Miss Kate Fossil because I wanted to uh, uh, know more about Ann Brayton and then they mm-hmm. said you gotta go to Professor Kate Fossil and then I got to meeting her and we, we started doing a lot of things and then that's when Attica asked us to go to the Highlander Center I think that was back in 2006 we went to the Highlander Center that was one of the greatest experiences in my lifetime when we went to the Highlander Center. Was that the 75th anniversary? Yeah, you, go, you, was, you was actually, well, we was riding together. Right, they put, the, put all the men in the car yeah, without me, the air it conditioning. Was me, it was me and you, David Lott. Uh, David, David Lott, me and you. It was... Uh, uh, and Attica's and, husband. Attica's husband. Right, in the car without air conditioning because we're men and we can take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we rode down there in the summertime without air conditioning. Without no air. Because we, we, we're we, men and we can take it. And, and, and you got to understand, this was in uh, not coming all the way from Louisville to Knoxville, Tennessee now. Right. Uh, but I think it was a spectacular experience. Though. Man, the hotel was beautiful. The people were yes. beautiful. It reminds me of a small Louisville. And then once we got to the Highlander Center, the workshops was outstanding. I didn't even want to leave. Mm-hmm. I know Attica was saying it's time to leave. I said, "We can't. We stay." Man, it was outstanding. Um, the, the workshops and uh, and we got to talk about different certain issues. And this was like back in 2006. Certain issues, what we talking about mm-hmm. now? Mm-hmm. You know, we was talking about way back then and what, what we should do and, and and how activism can strengthen our communities. And you know, it's it's all uh, people. 
Activism. That's the, that's when we had uh, John Doe. We had uh, we had a combination of everybody there. We had uh, Shamika was there. Mm-hmm. Attica was there. We was there. I mean, it was it was just fantastic at that point in time, and I enjoyed that uh, through uh, knowing Attica Scott and and and, and, and doing social justice and, and for Kate Fossil social justice and and me. Uh, uh, I just been a fighter, man, for the last few. You, you, you name. I say the last sixteen, seventeen years. Cause when I, cause I just looked around my community and said, I want to be an activist. I got to looking at Lewis Cohen and all these other people and and Ann Braden, cause at that time Ann Braden was still alive. Right. And and I would see. I I used to ask Lewis Cohen. I said, Who is that? A little white lady that she was she was the only white lady that was with us and then I was always wonder why she was always there because I didn't know her. I asked Lewis Coleman. I said, "Who?" She said, "That's Ann Brayton." And then I went and introduced myself. Man, she was fantastic, and she was telling me about a lot of things, uh, uh, what they was going to do, a lot of things, what we should do for the future as well. Mm-hmm. So she was a good teacher, as well. Because everywhere we was going at, she was there. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't know her. That's why I asked Lewis Coleman. I said, who is she? You know, because I was learning to be an activist, activist myself. But I used to see Lewis and them on the gun buyback program on 28th and Broadway. And they was there every single solitary day at 6 o'clock, Lewis and them. Mm-hmm. And I said, what Lewis and them standing on that corner every day? And then I said, I'm going to go on over and just help them out. And so many great people have passed on. J.T. Woods was always. Joe was J.T.? And uh, oh. and Dr. Mack, Dr. Joe oh, Mack. Dr. Mill- Mack, oh man. JT yeah. Woods is gone. Uh, Dr. Mack is gone. Uh, Lewis Coleman is gone. gone. Bud Dorsey's gone. Uh, right. Uh, oh. So, uh, but yeah, so it's on us now. Mm-hmm. So it's a strange when the elders start to die off, there's more pressure on us to make good decisions right. and, uh, and get out there and do, uh, and get out there and make it happen. Uh, so we just do the best we can. Uh, uh, Shelby, Shelby Lanier is gone. Uh, yep, Shelby Lanier. Yes. He said, let's not forget the great Shelby Lanier. He, he, he was uh, awesome over here at my program over here at uh, JCC as well. Mm-hmm. I said, Shelby, would you like to come and talk? Well, Shelby was long-winded, though. Mm-hmm. Well, you give Shelby the mic or he would go. <laughs> uh, Reverend Coleman would say, uh, oh, keynote. Because mm-hmm. uh, since you put the mic in uh, Shelby Woo. Lanier's hand, he's the keynote. I know Shelby would go. So, folks, for folks who don't know, uh, Shelby Lanier, uh, African American male, probably died in his 80s a few years ago, and he was uh, graduated from uh, Central, went to college for a little bit, then went to the Air Force for four years, came back, and then was Mm a Louisville police officer. But he was also known as a civil rights activist. But he talked about how. How he got on, he said he got on the police department because his mother knew somebody at City Hall. Mm-hmm. And then there was so much racism at, at on, on the police department. He ended up filing a lot of lawsuits against the, the Metro Police Department. He was represented most of the time by the great Bill Allison. And Bill Allison won those suits. And so he opened up, really opened up the Louisville Metro Police Department so that, you know, blacks could excel in there. And retired after about 32 years as a detective. But uh, uh, but he's gone now. But he was also, as I said, well-known civil rights activist who protested and stood up against police brutality. And Dr. Joe McMillan, folks, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe was from here, uh, went to Municipal College. That was, at, you know, the, the, the black U of L, which mm-hmm. the facility was the old Simmons College 
which became the black U of L, and now it's Simmons again because Dr. Kevin Cosby is president of both. Uh, he's the pastor of St. Stephen and the president of Simmons, Simmons and so he right. brought back the old Simmons campus and has turned uh, Simmons into uh, and a college again. And let's not forget, he just bought the old Central High School. The first school. Central High School, yeah, the, oh, the, the first, first yeah, yeah, uh, like a brick building. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and, and it's good that they got that, you know, in, yeah. in the hands where they can use it for the community as well. But Doctor Doctor Mac, uh, we call him Doctor Mac because he went off uh, uh, up north somewhere to get a PhD and in, in something. Because back when he was raised up, they had the day law where blacks and whites could not go to school in Kentucky, mm-hmm. but Kentucky would actually pay for blacks to get graduate degrees actually in better schools that was in Kentucky. In Kentucky, right. So, you know, a PhD from, you know, University of Michigan was better than one from, uh, uh, you know, UK. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, so you had blacks getting better degrees. Uh, so, uh, uh, so, but anyway, Dr. Mack became a, one of the first high-ranking black administrators at University of Louisville and put on the Black Family Conference for, for many years where he brought in, uh, not only did it have, you know, uh, things concerning the black family, but he brought in all the top black speakers to Louisville uh, every year for, for many years as part of the Black Black Family Conference, which was, you know, sponsored by UofL and had other, uh, 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 you know, uh, you know, he had other connections, but but he was you know in the administration at U of L and and the Black Family Conference more or less run out of U of L, but they would do it downtown usually. Uh, right. Let's not forget uh, Blaine Hudson as well. He was my mentor out U of L. Outstanding individual. Yeah, he the one kind of got me to uh to look at JCC to start working there back in two thousand and five, being, being a, a professor, so called teacher there, because I was. Got right up out of his bosom, he mm. said, "Won't you try JCC and blah blah blah?" And he, he said, "You could try to put your program there, and you know, you go over there." And I went over there, and, and he, he was my mentor, and he was fantastic. Uh, uh, Blaine, Hudson Blaine Hudson was one was a graduate of U of L, so-called campus radical, but actually he was protesting for black studies. Mm-hmm. Was expelled from the university for protesting. And then went back and became the first dean, uh, black dean of arts and sciences at the university. So he, he went back to school, got his bachelor's, uh, uh, Ph.D., uh, and then eventually became there was I mean, what a role model in the sense that there was never an individual who understood how to use the bureaucracy of the university to help people. Mm-hmm. Plus, he was an outstanding professor. Uh, "Quote unquote teacher," plus he was he could write books. So in other words, he was uh, plus. Of course, he was still the activist. So he was the activist, activist. He was the bureaucrat's bureaucrat. He was the professor's professor, and he was the teacher's teacher. He could do it all at ease with ease. Exactly. And so it's never a better role model of how to. Uh, uh, and you'd see him on campus. And I went back to school myself between <laughs> 04 and 07. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see Blaine smoked, unfortunately, but uh, you'd see him out on campus smoking. Smoking like a chimney, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, but nothing made me happier. I was out there from 04 to 07, and I actually went to graduation. My mother is still with us, and my, my cousin and aunt came, and my uh, sister and brother-in-law but when I, I went up on stage and got that red baton from Blaine Hudson, 
that that meant a whole lot because I'm sure he sees a lot of people come through there. Oh, a whole lot. And uh, <laughs> uh, I was so happy to actually start and finish uh, and get that red red baton from uh, uh, Blaine Hudson in December of 07. Outstanding any individual. And he also, don't forget, he had the Saturday school. The Saturday the Academy. School, uh, at Saturday Academy, was that's what I kind of modeled my uh, 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 culture university after the Saturday Academy he mm-hmm. had. And he had it often at Park Duval. That's right. And he had it at Park Duval uh, uh, school. Was uh, it 10 or 12 o'clock on Saturdays? He, he he started around ten. Okay. And and stayed. Blaine hung on in there and stayed. And he invited people like you know Ricky Jones, Doctor Ricky Jones. Uh, and folks, uh, you gotta understand the original mission of Pan African Studies was to not just do research and uh, write books, but to reach out to the community. And that's why that's what Blaine did. Mm-hmm. So folks, we're here with uh, uh, Malcolm Sanders and. Uh, uh, thank you so much, Malcolm, for being here with us. I'm oh, on the edge yeah, with thank, thank you for Owens. having me today. Sure. And so mm-hmm. Malcolm Sanders has uh, been around for a long time, and we hope he'll be around for a long time more. Thank you so much. This is On the Edge with K.A. Owen.